there. Thank you for joining me for another episode, Intuition, Your First Sense. The one that got sent to the back of the line, but is actually the birthright, the soul right, and the original GPS mechanism. This week, we are going to talk about conscious circuitry. Well, I'm going to talk about it. But if you have any questions, feel free to write in or to post a review to contact me in all the 80 ways that you can get a hold of a person these days. And you may be saying, well, Vicki, first you have to tell me what conscious circuitry is. <laughs> and I would love to if I could spit it out. This has been my work for the last, oh boy, seven or eight years. Not entire, not always titled conscious circuitry. That actually just came to me about five months ago when I actually made myself sit down for days in a row to say, what am I going to call this process that I have been doing with great success with people and I still don't know what to name it. And if you can't name it, you can't promote it. If you can't promote it, no one's going to know about it except for the people who come in for sessions and end up doing the, whoa, what was that we just did? So I came up with the name, thank you guides, of Conscious Circuitry, of which I find hilarious because I've been writing this over and over again as I create content and as I write out the whole process, because a lot of it has been done intuitively. And I, you know, those words that you have to spell check because you're not quite sure how to put them together. Yeah. Conscious circuitry. What is it? Well, it's the process that I use to help others and myself to shift the mindsets, the beliefs, the blocks, the doubts, the um, voice that's in there that's not supportive into something that is supportive. And this has developed, as I said, over the years. I did get certified in another method and huge shout out to Suze Casey, Belief Repatterning. Um, there's an episode on here where she was on the show years and years ago. But I took her course. I went through the process. I still greatly admire the process. And even as we were going through it, as I was going through it and learning so much and appreciative that it was in my life at the time it was because, boy, did I really need it, I felt like I couldn't completely line up with her amazing teaching. And not because it was out of alignment in the spiritual sense of the text, but because I felt things so deeply, so intuitively that I had a really hard time with the process that was being taught. Um, and I had to put my stuff aside and really respect what she was teaching, the years of experience that went into it and the blessing it was in my life and really concentrate on that. And I did that and I became a practitioner and I did that for a few years. And then it started changing and it started morphing into something where it's the blend of my intuition and the person I'm working with's knowledge about themselves and not so definitive about what is the belief system that's getting in your way. And I started to really pay attention to my process and I started creating 
my own system of when I work with someone of combining my ability to quite literally see inside somebody's brain. I know it sounds a little funky, but it's a lot of fun. And to see where the wiring was off. And if you've listened to some of my previous episodes, you know I'm always referring to your wiring, your wiring, embrace your wiring, love your wiring. <laughs> um, I even created a course a couple of years ago called the Breakthrough Your Wiring. So this stuff's been circling for years. And it took me some really long walks and some conversations with spirit and my own heart to come up with this. So what I've done is called it conscious circuitry because I want there to be a conscious effort in shifting your own circuitry. Now, what is this circuitry? Well, it is the neural pathways that have been laid down from your experiences it's the emotions that have been there and likely not expressed, accessing them. And it's also the combination of your soul and your spirit connecting all the way through. So the circuitry ends up being your soul knowledge, your heart knowledge, your brain knowledge, your gut knowledge, your left knee that tells you something knowledge. And putting it all together, I love alliteration. And it came up that I thought it was brilliant to CC yourself. So normally that would be carbon copy. In this case, I want it to be conscious circuitry. It focuses on the neural pathways. And you've likely heard of that before, but maybe you don't know what the heck they are. So let me tell you. In the non-scientific, yet Vicky totally geeks out about this way. What they are are the transmitters, if you will. Um, they they run information. They're the connections that are between the neurons in your brain. And all of us have billions and billions of neurons in our brain. And then they connect and send and receive information. And we don't know everything about the brain. I'm certainly not professing to be a specialist in it. But these neurons are the things that I see in somebody's brain. And when they're short circuiting, I see a lit up area and I know where to go and how that relates to what they may have been feeling blocked by. And the neural pathways are the connections that form between the neurons in the brain. And then they create a pattern. And I love patterns. I love patterns in nature. I love patterns in ourself. I love them in emotion. I love them in practice because they give us so much information. And neural pathways are patterns that represent any thought about anything you've ever had. And it could be something as simple as a piece of fruit and as complicated as love and spirit and what does integrity mean and what the heck does enlightenment mean. Anyway, there'll be an episode coming up about that. So every thought is a neural pathway, and we have been taught to think of our brains as computers or, you know, having the, the ROM memory, if any of you are old enough to know that, but it's not really accurate. Your thoughts are more like patterns than any hard drive or box that things can be put in. And yes, humans love our boxes, but in this case, it's not going to work. So neural pathways are the connectors between the neurons that light up when you think of something for the first time. And then the connection forms a pattern in your brain and your brain then attaches a meaning 
meaning to that specific pattern. And I really believe that this is why we experience things differently. Like two people can grow up in the same house and experiencing experience things very differently. And it's how that information came in and and what you saw and how the patterns got created that that lend to your view of the world. And there are so many different types of pathways that truthfully, sometimes I can't pronounce them. So what I've done to simplify, because we make things too complicated as humans anyway, is we have these pretty well-formed pathways and then we have new pathways. And the way that it showed up in my brain when I was doing the repatterning, the way that I saw it is I would see, I'm a big hiker, right? So I would see pathways. Sometimes when you're hiking, you can see that that used to be a pathway, but it grew over. And when I'm describing the work to people, I'll say, okay, you have some pathways in your brain that you are traveling automatically without a conscious thought to them. They just happen autoresponders, like on your email. And what we want to do is we want to forge new pathways that are nice and clear, that have the intention of which you'd like to experience. And we're going to let those old pathways grow over. We're going to let brambles come up. We're going to have a sign up there that says, don't take this. Because through the work of conscious circuitry, it does help to be repetitive, much like somebody said to you, that's an apple about 40 times before you actually got the meaning of it, what an apple was. So this is what we're doing. We're taking the dominant pathways that are not serving. There are some pathways that are doing very well for you. Your ability to remember a song from 20 years ago, well, thank the pathway. And what we want to do is create within your brain, this amazing, amazing mechanism that we get in each lifetime, we want to create the pathways that are supportive for you. And we want to do that by including the subconscious. But we also want to bring in creativity. We want to bring in your heart, your spirit. We want to bring in humor, emotions, divinity, joy, intelligence, um, self-awareness, We want to bring all of this in, and it can sound like a complicated process, but it's actually pretty easy. So when your brain processes a new thought, it it starts starts off on that lesser pathway, right? It's got to forge a, a walking path, and it gets more defined the more you do it over and over again. And the stronger and then more dominant the neural pathway becomes. And can you see that that's why you may have some habits or some behavioral aspects about you uh, that you don't necessarily like, but you're like, oh, I tried to change that so many times. I've tried to shift it. Nothing's working. Well, we have to involve the neural pathways. You know, we can't just say it is and then it is. There's a lot of misinformation about that. We are human beings and we need to include the brain in all of this magic that is of being human. So as an adult, you get to choose what neuropathways you want to lie down and what do you want to create? And they're not really set. I don't know how we was. How would you measure that? You would not be able to measure it. But there's billions of potential connections in your brain. If Think about all the stars in the galaxy or in the Milky Way. There's just so many that it's possible. And I think our brains have the same capacity. 
I don't believe in anything as, you know, being unintelligent or being better than. I think it's just the way in which you get in there and you understand how your neurons fire and then what are the pathways that it takes to create these supportive ways of being and creating the behaviors that will help that too. But I'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. So neurons communicate through a mix of electric and chemical transmissions and pathways are highways, uh, the pathways, literally the highways in your brain. And when a neuron receives a signal from another neuron that it passes along the way, hey, how you doing? It sends an electrical charge to its own axons, they're called, that signals you know, specific chemicals to be released. And, and these chemicals cross in the empty spaces between the neurons into synapses, and then they connect with the, the receivers, and then the chemicals are converted into electrical signals again. It's just a beautiful recycling process. Isn't our brain amazing? <laughs> I get so excited about this. Uh, each time you encounter a piece of information or a thought for the first time, okay, it's coming to you first time, you will create a new neural pathway. Um, if you are experiencing something and you don't have a reference for it in your brain, it might look for the closest relative, right? Like if you were to be presented um, like a star fruit, for instance, you might say, okay, is this an orange? Is this a banana? Is this a pineapple? Like your head would go through, check, 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 check. And then if it doesn't meet all those, it'll say, ah, something new, I get to put something in my head. This is why we always have to keep learning. You have to keep your brain firing it so that it stays active, so that the neurons and the neural pathways and the electrons and all of the synapses and everything, they get worked out. Um, this is how we create neural pathways that affect our behavior and our habits. And the way that your brain, your brain, your brain creates a neural pathway can impact how you respond to things for the rest of your life. Because if you think of, well, that's how my parents did it, um, or that's what I was taught, first of all, that's kind of lazy if it's not a supportive thing. So get your butt to understanding that you might want something different, um, but it will become your dominant neural pathway. And you have to be aware that perhaps you want something different. And that's going to be your intuitive voice talking to you saying, I, I don't want to feel this way anymore. I want to feel lit up about my life. Um, I can't let go of that. I know I want to, and that dreaded word should let it go, but I'm not able to. And that's where conscious circuitry comes in because while we will uh, connect the dots to previous experiences, perhaps where that got laid down for you, it's not about the blame game. And it's certainly not about the shame game that you're perhaps in the process still and, and still in a habit. Um, it's because you've used the pathway over and over again and it becomes dominant. Um, so if you don't revise things, you... He'll just stay in old patterns and it's not healthy unless that pattern is to go for a walk every day, to drink tons of water, to um, have great conversations with people. So you want to fill your space, your brain with as many 
um, supportive neuropathways as possible so that when the ones that aren't supportive show up, you could be like, oh, okay, that's not supporting me, but I know what to do with it instead of just talking about it over and over and over again. Can you see how sometimes when people tell stories over and over and over again, how it can create a, uh, a stronger pathway and they become more dug into what they believe? And there's times where you're like, I just can't argue with this. I'm not going to argue with this. I'm going to take my healthy pathways over here. If you keep using this skill of consciously wiring yourself, it will become your dominant, your go-to, your healthy autoresponder. There's an app for that. I created an app for developing intuition. I created an app that will help you connect with community. And I created an app where you can take courses at your own leisure and then attend live events with myself and the rest of the amazing people that are connecting within the Vicky B app. You can find this app in Google Play. You can find it in the Apple Store as well. I do hope that you head on over there, download it. Yes, there are in-app purchases, but there's also plenty of content that is complimentary. Thank you so much for being interested in this, and I hope to see you within the app. When um, Howard was, my late husband, was in the hospital, and I was doing my darndest to get him home on hospice, so that he could pass at home like he wanted. We, of course, you meet with the palliative care team and everything. And the woman leading it, wonderful, wonderful nurse practitioner said to me, I can't tell if you're this well adjusted or if you're in denial. And I, because I had had many conversations with people and I was, you know, kind of my personality stating it like it was. I saw this three years before he passed. I knew this was coming. I didn't have to like it, but I knew it was coming. So when I was talking to her, I said, I can understand that because most of the time you're you're likely dealing with people who are in denial, who want to blame the whole system or just can't hear it. Maybe they're just in shock. They can't hear it. So I promise you, I have looked at this every which way. I have supported my own mental health in this, and I know what I have to do. I know I'm exhausted, but my pathways were there long before this happened because I knew I needed to do that in order to support him, in order to support kids and the grandkids and the friends and, you know, myself eventually. (laughs) I wasn't always good about putting myself first then. I'm really good at it now. So the, this work, this conscious circuitry work that I had been doing with clients, but I also really practiced on myself, is what allowed me to be in that situation where I could feel my way through it. I wasn't postponing grief or ignoring the fact that this was incredibly hard. I just saved those conversations for between my husband and I, because I don't think everything needs to be announced or on Facebook or anything like that. But the ability to see a situation honestly and not have a reaction, but respond in kind, I that allowed me to do that. It allowed me to stand firm on he will go home. He will pass at home. Um, and she signed off on it. The funniest thing, though, just a little aside, and this is the part of my sense of humor that I really appreciate. I had to sign a form that he could possibly die on the way home to going home for hospice care so that he could die at home. And 
that just made both of us laugh really hard. I said, I'll sign the form. You know, I, I th- it's not going to change the situation, whether he's in an ambulance or he's, I strap him to the car and take him home. That wasn't going to work. <laughs> so in moments like that, where you need your faculties and you need to be able to advocate not only for yourself, but for this other person, and you need to make a business decision or you have to decide what is the what are the consequences for a child that has you know disrespected house rules you have to be able to remain calm in order to be effective and with these neural pathways li- laid down they just do it and there's less drama and less stress um if you are um wanting to if you want to be in a behavior and a habit that brings joy to your life, you have to consider your brain and also not play victim to your brain. It's an amazing vehicle for thought, for emotion, for um, you know being able to move your feet and your head and stick your tongue out. So we have to start appreciating it and maybe not being in the victim mode as much that, well, this is what I got. Well, yes, it's what you got, but it's always changing and moving. And you can create new ones. Um, the challenge becomes when you have the neural pathways that are, you know, fearful or um, angry or miserable. It, in a business, you can have someone and they may be a great producer, but if they're so miserable and bringing the team down, you have to look at that and say, is there a way that we can affect their pathways is there something going on here that we can do and can can i help my situation here the same with a partnership but i'd like you to focus on yourself and you can change your neural pathways you can lay down new ones and we do it the way that i work with someone is of course i'm tapping in but i'm also asking them what seems to be the biggest emotion you feel because the more we connect with our body and emotions and knowledge, the less frightening they'll be. And then I merge logic with the intuitive self, throw in a little humor because that often helps with the um, breaking up of energy. And then we may do some statements. We will definitely be breathing because when you breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth, your brain sees it as an enter button. So any new information you're putting in there, you want to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. And think of that when you're sending for a test or you have to give a speech and you're, you don't want to lose your space in through the nose, out through the mouth. So when we're doing conscious circuitry, we're both going to center in. We're going to connect the dots. Where might this have gotten laid down? If the answer is, I don't know, quite frankly, I don't care. We know what we're looking at. We do not have to go find the root to get rid of it. We have to remove part of the pathway so that root isn't allowed to still send the information through or the trigger, if you want to call it that. Then what we're going to do is we clear the old wiring and that comes in through, do you want to release this? Do you want to keep it? What's working for you? What's not working for you? Um, Acknowledging that the old wiring may be something you borrowed from your parents or a previous partner, an older sibling or society. We clear that old wiring out and then we create the conscious new wiring. What do you want in your life? How do you want to feel? And it is through feelings. So 
if someone is hesitant to feel, and as a seven on the Enneagram, I am right there with you sometimes, but this is also my soul work for myself in that if we don't feel where we are and don't allow those feelings to be there, not as a weapon, but as knowledge, you will not be able to move through situations. Uh, people often apologize to me, and I so wish they, we would feel like we had to when they start crying. But that's how I know we're really on something. It doesn't always happen. Sometimes people get quiet. Sometimes they have to take deeper breaths, so we take time. Um, and what you'll be doing is listening to the voice that's inside that's really your wiring and this connection that you create through conscious circuitry. That's a lot of C's, C, 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 C. As you're doing that, you're referring to yourself. It's so the carbon copy, right? You're sending a message to yourself that this is how we actually want to be in the world, and then it will become an I. And we are going to acknowledge the ego's process in this because it, the human element of you is the ego. So why would we take that out? We want it to be in there so that we can acknowledge and we can also support you through the ego. What have you done well? We are going to go looking for the examples. And if I've coached with you for a little bit, I might have some of those in my memory bank and I'm very willing to bring them up. Because people forget what they tell me that they've done well or that they've accomplished. And I save those little nuggets, one, because I'm so excited for them, but also sometimes it does come in handy when someone's saying, I can't do this. And I'm like, oh, really? Remember that time that you got the courage up to divorce a partner that wasn't working for you and you ended up selling your home and moving and creating a new life in a different area. And I I will bring that up because I will bring your brilliance up every time to remind you that it's there when your inner critic is not being so supportive. And what this allows you to do is be your own unique self. We, Like I said before, we all have individual experiences of this world. None of us experience the pandemic the same. None of us experience heartbreak the same. We don't grieve the same. We can empathize with each other because we know what it feels like to grieve, but we all do it differently. And yet there's a brilliance in the similarity of our gray matter and our brain. And the reason I wanted to create this and, and really offer it out is because when one feels whole within themselves, then that goes out to the ripple effect. So it expands your own consciousness. And when I work with companies, a lot of the times I'm working with the CEOs or the executive level, um, maybe not the top, top in the bigger companies, but definitely for those that own their own company. Oh, we are talking about this because it affects the business. It affects how you are in your relationships. It affects how you are as a contributing member of society. And it could, and most importantly, it affects your joy. Because if you expand your own consciousness and you're willing to shift these pathways, you are going to create an experience and a lifetime that understands that, yes, there's hurt and there's times of turmoil and there's disappointment that goes along with being human. I don't know who's trying to get out of this without that. You're missing a lot of growth opportunity. Um, you don't have to say, isn't this great? I learned from this because it was so miserable. Nah. Um, but 
when you're willing to look at those things that have been laid down before that are no longer serving you, everything becomes a possibility. Everything becomes exciting. Um, even, you know, the, the moments that are so full of pain. This last weekend, I'm recording this in the beginning of August. And this last weekend, our 14 year old, uh, dog, she passed. And going through that, it brought up, you know, Howard's passing. It brought up another dog's passing and a couple friends who have passed. And had I not been aware of this phenomenon that happens in all of us, um, I could have dug into a pretty deep sadness because I just wanted to help her so much. And, but I went to how can you help her and help yourself at the same time? And I kept going back to being grateful for, I got to know her for three years and she has been my buddy in my office here at the house. And she has been my walking buddy and she has been just a love in my life that helped me realize that there was other stuff to process. So as she's passing again, similar to Howard's passing, except I'm a few years out of that. And this is more solidly within me. I saw it immediately. And you're not um, denying what's going on because that's not going to help. And you're not making it, oh, this is so beautiful. She's going to cross the Rainbow Bridge. Well, maybe, although she showed me a, it as a great big field, um, perhaps that's true, but I'm not going to sugarcoat the pain that comes from having to release something you love so much. And that's how you create, can create a pathway within your brain that honors the people and the animals and the nature and everything. And it allows you to have a perspective in life that is very integrated and very balanced that shit happens. And I am so well equipped that I can cry, I can express, I can say what I'm frustrated about, and then I can move through to the love and I can be on the other side of it. And that's because you did a little bit of work, perhaps, in creating your own conscious circuitry. And above all, it's about being kind to yourself. It brings clarity to life that has been missing because sometimes we avoid looking at things and there's no power in that. There's no power in avoidance. So I consider this to be the sole human integration process or ship. Because <laughs> who doesn't love an uh, acronym? I couldn't remember the word. I needed to bring up the neural pathway that had the, that experience of acronym in there. And once you know the truth of yourself, this human experience gets to be a whole heck of a lot of fun. That's Conscious Circuitry. Thank you for listening. If you're interested, you can go to my website and book a session, vickybeard.com. It's right there. Comes up as one of the top ones, I believe, for conscious circuitry. Um, you can do a one-time session, and then often people purchase packaging packages, and it's a combination. I've worked with companies with this in their in with their employee roster, and because there's a way you can do it in group without it being too too deep into stuff. Um, but mostly, I would love to help. You love yourself. Sometimes you just gotta clear some junk that's been placed in there. Thank you for sticking around for the rest end of this episode and for learning about conscious circuitry. There'll be more information that's coming up on website email. Go to my uh, website and sign up for the email. I will 
be seeing you all over the place on social media at Coach Vicki Baird. Thank you so much. And I will see you in the next episode too. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at VickiBaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.